You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on Help I Suck at Dating. We have a very special New Year episode for you today. Jared and I will be interviewing each other live on the stereo app. Help! I suck at dating with Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. Hello, Stereo. <laughs> Hello, Stereo app. Uh, we're back here. Uh, what was it? Two weeks ago, we did our first Stereo app. Uh, a week or two ago. Well, however long it's been, it's been too long because I enjoy this. I enjoy this too. Plus, I get to look at your avatar, just move up and down. That's pretty good. And you get to look at mine, which looks like Tony Stark. Uh, I think that you're kind of uh, overselling yourself a little bit. But yeah, over Tony Stark, sure. Maybe like a poor man's Tony Stark. Listen, I don't say I look like Tony Stark in real life. I'm saying my avatar looks like Tony Stark. And I might have done that a little bit on purpose. But, you know. More power to you, man. Well, Jared, Jared, how are you? Welcome to our uh, second live podcast on the stereo app it's a pleasure to be here it's a pleasure to have you listeners out there listening to us uh thank you so much we appreciate it hopefully we can fill your day with some entertainment uh maybe a little bit of insight and and a little bit of fun that's all really we're going for today right i mean that's what we're always going for isn't it every day on the help us like a dating podcast we're going for fun entertaining you can laugh with us you can laugh at us really doesn't matter to us as long as you are laughing now we have some questions for us from our Suck uh, Army listeners. But if you guys want to submit questions live on the Stereo app, uh, I believe you can do that as well, and we will get to as many as possible. Uh, But let's jump right into it. Dean, I have questions for you, buddy. You know, we know each other so well, but I still feel like I'm always learning more about who Deany Babies really is. And so I want to know, Dean, what was the biggest hurdle you had to get over in your relationship with Kaylin? Oh, man, what a great question that is. I think that the biggest hurdle <clears throat> Kaylin and I had to get over was, I think just th- there's like this weird thing about uh, starting to date someone uh, filming the show, right? And then you leave the show, and then there's like three months where you are dating, uh, you have to keep it a secret, and then the show starts airing. And then kind of like all hell breaks loose in a weird way, you know? So I think that was probably the most uh, trying time of our relationship where, A, it sucks keeping a relationship a secret, especially when you're excited about it. And then positive or negative feedback that you get when the show's airing, it's like it's kind of hard to deal with all that kind of stuff too. So once we made it through all that stuff, I think it's all been kind of smooth sailing since then. But I would say that was probably the, uh, maybe not like the, I don't know. It was definitely like the, the, the most turbulent time you know? Yeah, no, totally. That makes sense. Now, this next question, who is the coolest person you've met 
in Bachelor Nation, obviously, besides me. The coolest person in Bachelor Nation that I've met? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think I've met any, really anyone cool in Bachelor Nation. I don't think any of us are cool. <laughs> I wouldn't say any of us are cool. I would say we're all interesting and, and kind. I don't think any of us are cool, though. Would you, would, would, what would your answer be? I mean, I, I, I couldn't agree more, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd say my wife is pretty cool. Ashley's pretty cool. But she's also really lame. So there's like a, a balance there to be had. Right. Well, especially, too, it's like I remember uh, – before I ever met like Ben, for instance, or even like Nick, you know, like before you meet them, you kind of like, uh, you've only seen them on TV. You think they're super cool and like, like dynamic and like interesting and just like super suave and like all these things. And like, you're kind of like nervous to meet them. Uh, but now like we're good friends with both of them. And so we, we full kind of fully understand how much of like dorks they really are and just like how normal oh, they yeah. are. So it's, I feel, I feel like all we ever do is like put each other on pedestals and then you meet them and the pedestal is immediately gone. Dude, Nick's um, so, the lamest person I've ever met. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And so is Ben. I would say Ben is probably the biggest dork I've ever met. But he's oh, he's fantastic. And I love him, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I got questions for you, Jared. Let's go. Let's go. Actually, let's go two and two. We'll go two and two. Perfect. So, Jared, last week on the podcast on Help by Second Dating, you had mentioned how you and Ashley are trying for a baby, but you didn't really give us much insight. You said that you're you know, you'd go for 45 seconds and that'd be the end of it. And and then we kind of left it at that. So give us some more insight. What does it mean really to be trying for a baby? Uh, what does it mean to be trying to have a baby? Well, I guess it means you are making a huge life decision to possibly start taking care of another human being, which is insane, uh, but also very exciting. Um, it means that you know, it's, it's kind of weird. We've been trying for a couple months and, and every time, you know, uh, we realize that Ashley's not pregnant. Uh, it's a little disappointing, which I, I think at the end of the day is a good thing. It means that we're both excited to become parents. Um, and it's, I, I, I feel like it won't really sink in until knock on wood. We're lucky enough that Ashley does get pregnant because, Right now, we're not really doing that, you know, anything differently. At least I'm not. Ashley is, you know, she's, you know, obviously off birth control and she's taking some, she's not taking certain medication that might hinder herself getting pregnant. And so her body is changing a little bit already from just trying to get pregnant. So she's, you know, putting much more effort into this just by doing that than I am. Because literally, like we talked about, it's just, you know uh doing what we normally do uh so why don't, you, why don't you just get like a second dog or something uh well i we've my my mother would kill me uh and ashley's mom would kill me way more if we didn't have kids uh she asks us every day uh if ashley's pregnant uh which is so endearing because it's really nice that you know we we have uh grandparents that are going to be very involved uh <clears throat> with their grandchildren's lives and so we were Trust me, dude. I want a second dog. I want a cat. I want kids. I want it all. But we just travel too much right now to really get another dog. And I know 2021, maybe we're not traveling as much. Like, we could have gotten a second dog in 2020, in hindsight, obviously, being 2020, because we weren't traveling. But I don't know. Until we buy a home, we can't get a second dog, bro. Think do about, you think that you're, you guys got do you a second th- dog? Well, I want us to get a cat is what I really want. Um, do you think you that you... and do you think that you and Ashley are trying so hard to have a kid? Do you feel pressured into it by your parents? Like, do you feel like if they weren't pressuring no. you so much, you guys would be less rushed? No, no, not at all. The only reason we're certainly not rushing, but we feel like it's the appropriate time to try now because of age. You know, we've been married for over a year now. Ashley will be 33 in March. And so if we want two kids, you know, we'd like for Ashley to be pregnant with the second kid by 35. Um, so, you know, that kind of means like, all right, well, we got to start trying to have our first kid now, but no, like I, it's, it's, it's more like, I enjoy our, my both moms being so invested in us having kids because that just means that they just want us to have kids. They want to have grandkids. It's much more endearing to me than it is annoying. Do you think that once Ashley's pregnant, you guys will still keep, you know, quote unquote, trying to have kids? Uh, as a verb, I guess as a verb is how I should uh, put it. Like, uh, I mean, 
Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming. Well, Does I guess we'll have to stop? keep updated on that. Yeah, well, I don't know. You know, not, that's that's TMI. But I'll I keep, personally yeah. never tried to have kids with a pregnant lady before, so I, I again, I have I have no no experience with it. But I'm excited to hear more about your personal, very detailed experience with it. Yeah, it could be a fun time. Should we? Uh, should we Will Dean and Kaylin oh. ever have kids? Oh my gosh! I'm. I clicked on that. I thought that I would be able to click on it again. So uh, <laughs> I figured we ask two questions and then we let them ask some questions. So the question is: Will uh-huh. Dean and Kaylin ever have kids? Uh, well, we have Pappy. Like I said, I want to get a cat. Uh, I think those are the the kids that we're going to have more immediately than anything else. Um, you know, I'm pretty anti kids. Kaylin is very pro kids. I think, I think if one of us is going to come around, it's probably going to be me. Uh, I don't know when that will ever be, but, uh, you know, I don't think it's impossible. I, I just, I don't know. Kids are so tricky, man. It's like, I have so much more that I want to do with my life before I can stop being as selfish as I am. You know, and when you, when you bring a kid into the life, it's like, you have to stop putting yourself first or, or your significant other first. And you have to start putting this tiny little baby first. And I'm just not there. And I don't think I'll be there for a few more years. So no rush on that for, for us at least. No, I mean, that's fair, obviously. Uh, should we ask, there's another one. Should we press play again? Yeah, I'll press it. I'll be the play presser. I'm nervous. Here we, here we go. Do you guys make New Year's resolutions with your significant other? And if so, what are they for 2021? And also, what are your thoughts on vision boards? Do you guys make vision boards? Wow, thank you so much for the listener for submitting that question. That's a really good question. Um, <laughs> Jared, do you have any New Year's resolutions that either you have for yourself or with Ashley? I don't, but uh, I was actually thinking about that earlier because it's cold outside of gyms. We're not going to gyms, so I was working out in the living room and Ashley was sitting on the couch. And I found myself thinking, should we make our New Year's resolution about working out together or setting certain goals about where we want our bodies to be uh, physically, emotionally, mentally? I don't know. That popped up earlier. So while right now I have no plans of making New Year's resolutions with Ash, that might change over the next couple of days because I think it would be fun to say, okay, 2021, you know, this is what I want to accomplish with you. Uh, And it doesn't have to be just fitness related, but that's what I was thinking about earlier because it was weird because I was working out in the living room and then she was sitting on the couch uh, and Ashley would work out later. I don't want to make her sound like, you know, a lazy POS, but uh, that came to my head earlier. I was like, that would be fun to like, hey, let's do a New Year's resolution together within fitness. How about a vision board? I got to be honest. I don't even know what the hell that is. So I think it's a vision like, board is when you like go through magazines, clip out things that you like or hope to achieve, and then put them all up on the board. And then you like put that in a commonly trafficked area of your house. So you kind of walk by it all the time. And then hopefully it's like kind of like manifestation of those things, you know? All right. I can get behind that. I think that's actually a pretty cool idea because you know what I was doing over the past couple months, changing the background to my phone. I actually, not even joking, uh, during the summer, wanted to change the background of my phone to a shirtless picture of me from a few years ago where I was probably at my most quote unquote jacked. And I was like, I'm going to make this my iPhone background because every time I turn my phone on, it's going to motivate me to work out, to make my body looked like it used to. And then I realized that if I had a picture of myself shirtless with six pack abs on the background of my iPhone, there wouldn't be a bigger douchebag alive. So I decided not to do it. Uh, yes, I was going to say the exact same thing. I think you should refrain <laughs> from doing But that. you can understand be... where I'm coming from, right? Like it's not my rationale I felt was pretty solid. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think, listen, at the end of the day, your phone is for you and no one else. And so you need to do what you want to do. But I do think that if someone like saw your background, oh, like, hey, can I borrow your phone real quick? Or hey, what time is it? And you turn your phone on, boom, Jared shirtless, I think it would look pretty douchey. <laughs> you know, it probably wouldn't be the best look. But you know what, you're a Patriots fan. So you're used to being douchey. Um, I yeah, think I'm my New Year's resolution, uh, not that you asked is uh, I don't really believe in New Year's resolutions, first and foremost, but I do have a goal that I set for myself in 2021, uh, and more so of just kind of extending our tenure in Los Angeles, is I want to continue and finish getting my pilot's license. I started a couple years ago, and I never actually finished it, 
Uh, and that's something that I have always wanted to have. And so I think that will be my goal that I set for myself. Uh, and I do not have a vision board. I, I've, I thought about doing them before. I've been encouraged to do them before, but I've never actually gotten around to it. But maybe this year. Who knows? What would be the end game of you getting your pilot's license? Like, would you be an airline pilot? Uh, no. You know, it, it's funny because becoming a pilot has occurred to me and I thought about it. But it just you need so many flying hours and it's it takes a lot of work and effort to get there. And like, I don't think I would love like commercial aviation. I just kind of want to be able to fly like small little airplanes like a Cessna, like with my friends up the coast and go skiing in Tahoe or something like that. You know what I mean? You have no desire to like fly a 737 or an Airbus because that does sound pretty freaking cool. It sounds pretty cool. And there is some merit to the idea because uh, at least as it's been explained to me, the like average age of a commercial airline pilot is really old. It skews older. Uh, and so they're all going to be retiring, you know, in the next 10 to 20 years. And there aren't mm. enough young pilots to kind of like backfill all of those roles. Uh, and so there's definitely, it's definitely a good industry to be in for a young pilot. But, uh, but yeah, I don't really foresee that. Like even my instructor, when I was getting, when I was taking lessons for a while, he was like a 20 year old with like 2000 flight hours logged. Uh, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to be making $500,000 a year before I turn 30. And I was like, that's pretty cool. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, that sounds pretty cool. All right. Well, once again, uh, everybody listening, we were recording live on the Stereo app right now. We are Help I Suck at Dating. Uh, so if you want to submit some more questions, please do so. We are more than happy to answer. So, Dean, I see that another question came in. You want to press the old play button? Well, let's ask each other one question each, and then we'll ask the play button for a question. All right. All right. What, I'll ask what do you, you think? What do you think? I'll ask you a question. That sounds great to me. All right. Here we go. What was the best advice Chris Harrison ever gave you? <laughs> I don't think he's ever really given me advice. Or no. Actually, I don't think he's given me advice either. <laughs> I will say I had this one conversation with Chris uh, when we weren't filming in Mexico, this most recent uh, stint in paradise, however, like two years ago, whatever it was. And it wasn't necessarily advice, but it was still, it was great to hear him say it i was like chris why why do you do this like why are you the host of the bachelor bachelorette like what what purpose does it give you like you're super rich you don't need to do this anymore you make it you've made enough money for multiple lifetimes like why do you work so hard and like do this show that like definitely has to drive you bonkers sometimes and he goes yeah it's, i mean it's definitely not about the money anymore it's just i just love i love tv i love the process i love doing this and so hearing him say that as i, I kind of gained a new level of respect for him um mm -hmm. so it wasn't advice per se but it was still interesting to hear him say like oh i do this because i absolutely love it you know so like obviously he, yeah, he gets the paychecks cool. and all those things but that's not that's not why he does it anymore so that was that was an interesting thing to hear um jared question for you have you ever been put in the friend zone like you friend zoned ashley for a while Ooh. uh yeah i've put have I ever been friend zoned? Um, man, that's a great question. Uh, yeah, I guess I've been friend zoned, not with any intense relationship that I can remember. Um, I'm trying to think of like junior high or high school or somebody like really friend zoned me. I remember one time there was a girl in high school that I had a big crush on and she was a runner she was on the track team and uh i never had the guts to tell her how i felt and i was super shy and one time i there was you know we were kind of like in the same friend group and we found out that she came down with some sort of heart condition that prevented mm -hmm. her from running track and she was fine she was healthy but she just couldn't really put her body through any type of training uh for a while and that was devastating to her obviously because you know especially in high school you can't do the things that you love so so it was right around Valentine's Day. And in high school, in our high school, at least, you could send flowers to another desk at the school. Uh, I think it was like, I think it was one rose, which is quite ironic and funny thinking about it now. Like I, I, I handed out my first rose uh, in high school. Mm. And so I figured it would be a nice gesture uh, and maybe a little bit of a hint of how I felt towards this particular person. Uh, if I sent her a rose uh on valentine's day and then a little note you know saying how uh sorry i was that she couldn't run track and i did that and i was terrified the entire day sweating 
because I knew I was going to see her at gym class, which was either fifth or sixth period of the day. So towards the end of the day. So there was like four hours because the, the rose was handed out during, uh, what was it? Homeroom. So it was early in the morning and I wasn't going to see her for four or five hours. So I was terrified for the next five hours thinking that like, I'm, I embarrassed myself. What the hell was I thinking? I'm, I'm, she's probably laughing at me with all her friends and what a stupid move. And, and so uh, I saw our gym class later on that day and she was so sweet. And she came up and gave me a hug and we ended up talking uh, for the first time, just the two of us for like 20 minutes uh, about her and about me. And, and it was awesome. Uh, and it never went anywhere. I never asked her on a date and, and nor she never asked me out. Uh, so I guess maybe that was kind of like me being friend zoned because I, I made a little bit of a move, obviously sending a flower on Valentine's day. Uh, and then, you know, it never went anywhere. And I, I think she was kind of friend zoning me and she was just being really nice to me because of the sweet gesture I did. So I guess that's kind of a friend zone. And then another time, definitely not as intense, but I'm, I'm, I went in for a kiss, uh, for a, to a girl and she turned her cheek and I was like, well, I'm never trying to kiss any other girl in my entire life. Cause that was the most embarrassing thing I've ever done. Well, Jared, thank you so much for that incredibly long explanation of the one time that you maybe were friends on. I thought that was a good answer. Dude, have you ever tried to kiss someone and then they turned away? Of course you have. Um, what am I talking no, about? No, it's never happened for me. No, I'm just kidding. Of course it's happened. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, well, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, and when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day smart metabolic burn by brain md can kickstart your metabolism fight stubborn body fat especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey right now save over 30 percent on smart metabolic burn at getsmartburn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease. All right, we're going to get into another question live on the stereo app submitted from one of our listeners. Here we go. What's the craziest conspiracy theory that you completely believe? Oh, 
That's a great question. Jerry, I'll let you go with this one first. Uh, I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy. Like, I'm trying to think. I feel like I have to Google conspiracy theories to even, like, see one that I'm like, oh, yeah, I could get behind that one. Uh, yeah. Conspiracy theory. What about you? Do you have any off the top of your head? Um, no, none that, none that I feel comfortable sharing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I definitely, I definitely am always, you know, I like to kind of go against the grain. So uh, I don't necessarily believe a lot of things, but I uh, like to maybe argue with popular opinion and it's gotten me in trouble before. Uh, So maybe conspiracy theories, like, you know, maybe like the pyramids were built by aliens or something like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, but there's, there's a couple that uh, like, so Kaylin, always talks about like the QAnon thing. That's like a pretty big conspiracy theory. Like, right. Like Hollywood celebrities are drinking the blood of babies and she doesn't believe that. She just thinks it's very interesting and hilarious. Um, but yeah, that's, that's basically it. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think like, uh, all right. Well, like I, <laughs> I'm big into like movie conspiracy theories, which I can get behind. Like, uh, um, like, for example, in uh, The Dark Knight, there's a big theory that the Joker, played by Heath Ledger, is actually some sort of Iraq war veteran who has, like, severe PTSD, and that's how he became the Joker. And then there's mm-hmm. another conspiracy theory that uh, Home Alone, uh, Macaulay Culkin's character from Home Alone, actually grew up to become Jigsaw from the Saw franchise because oh, wow. he put traps down and tried to like hurt the burglars. And then, you know, he grew up and was so jaded and hated the world that he ended up becoming Jigsaw, uh, which I, 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 I freaking love. So that's the type of conspiracy theories that I jump into. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, that's very on brand for you. So that's, that definitely makes a lot of sense. All right, we're going to get one more question here. Ready for this one? Jared? Oh yeah, I'm ready. Okay, great. Just want to make sure. Where is the weirdest place you've woken up after a night of partying? Oh man. Oh man. There is one story. It wasn't after a night of partying, but many years ago, I want to say like six years ago, it was one of my best friend's birthday in Los Angeles. Uh, and this is gonna make me sound really bad, but we were all partying. We like started partying at like 10 a.m. and like did like a bar crawl up to a bunch of different bars. And <laughs> Around like maybe like four or five in the afternoon, I woke up uh, in the back alley. I was sleeping next to a dumpster. Me and my buddy were sleeping. I think he, I don't think he was. I don't think he was in the dumpster, but I think we were both like laying in the back alley, just like resting against this dumpster for a good probably couple hours. And we woke up, and I was like, Daniel, what the heck are we doing next to this dumpster, man? He goes, Oh, dude, like we just want to get away from the bar, and like we were tired, so we decided to rest right here. I was like, That is the weirdest thing I've ever done in my entire life. You know, and I granted I was very drunk, uh, and I don't remember much. But uh, but yeah, that was definitely the weirdest moment for me. Dude, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever like woken up anyplace weird. I'm such a paranoid freak. I don't think I'd fall asleep unless I was like surrounded by friends. Uh, yeah, I got nothing. Oh, well, here's one. I didn't. So the first time I ever drank was in Cancun. I think I've told the story in the podcast before, but. I was 18. We went with a bunch of friends and it was my first time really drinking and I got blackout drunk and it was the first time I ever started blacking out. And so I left the club by myself because I started throwing up and not, I was like, Oh, I need to go back to the hotel. So I got on the city bus like an idiot and then started, and then I passed out on the bus and woke up to the bus driver saying like no more stops. And so I left, this is the middle of Cancun, mind you at like four in the morning, pitch black. So I get off the bus. I'm in like this back alley, wherever they park the bus. I have no idea where the hell I am. And obviously this was 2006 or seven. So I have no cell phone service. No, you know, no, nothing like that. And then I started walking and then these cops came up to me and they were like, what are you doing here? Why are you alone? And then they, they pushed me against the car and patted me down and then took, I had a disposable camera at the time. They took my camera and took my wallet and then they gave me back my wallet and then got in their car and drove away. And then I looked at my wallet. All my credit cards and cash were stolen. They took my camera. So then I'm walking down this back alley of, in Cancun. I'm like, I'm definitely getting kidnapped right now and cut up and thrown into a wall. And then um, so 
this this taxi driver drove past me and I told him where I needed to go. And he's like, okay, that's $50 or whatever. And I was like, well, I don't have any money with me right now. I can give it to you when I get to the hotel. And he's like, no, you have to pay beforehand because too many people, when they get to the hotel, just jump out of the car and don't pay me. And I was like, well, I don't have any money. He's like, well, I'm sorry. And he drove away. I was like, I'm not going to be able to get a cab. I'm going to, what the hell am I going to do? So luckily this very, very nice cab driver came back, picked me up and drove me to the hotel. And then I obviously went upstairs, got the money and paid him. So that's my drunken story right there. <laughs> uh, I think moral of the stories of both of these stories together is just don't drink. And if you drink, just drink in moderation. I think that's, yeah, that's yeah. kind of the key thing. Um, all right. One more question here. What do we got? What do we got? And oh, just for, so you guys know, we are recording live on the stereo app and we are having listeners submit questions. So thank you for these questions. Here we go. Hey, Jared, it's Jetman. So first I want to apologize for the ass kicking you got from the Buffalo Bills. <clears throat> but on a side note, um, I follow you and I see you and Ashley doing a lot of skits. And my question is, is it you convincing her to do them or is it her convincing you to do them? Jetman. Awesome. Awesome. awesome question. Jetman also uh, asked an audio question last time we recorded live on the stereo app. I like him. I think, I don't know if you know this guy in real life, Jared, but he uh, obviously follows you. He's, I would assume he's a Jets fan. They've won two, two games in a row. So good for them. But, uh, but yeah, Jared, what do you, is it you or Ashley convincing the other to do the skits? Well, Jet, man, yeah, the Jets won two in a row. You guys lost out on Trevor Lawrence. That's a damn shame. Even though, you know what's really pathetic? You guys, I'm not even confident that the Patriots are going to beat the Jets this weekend. We really might go 6-10 and lose our last game to the freaking Jets. <laughs> oh, my God, it's so bad. Anyway, uh, what was the – oh, the skits. Oh, it's, 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 Ash, it's all Ashley. She comes up with the ideas, uh, and then she – convinces me to do them but it's it's not she's not twisting my arm let me say that a lot of the skits i find fun to do like they're annoying in the moment to do them because it's a lot of just tedious uh repeating of the same line trying to match up the voice but it it is pretty fun like i i thoroughly enjoy most of them some of them i i do not like doing like there was like a moulin rouge one that i did not like doing but there was one that we uh did of uh oh sh- what was the name of the movie with Tom Cruise? They sing. Oh my God. It's a, it's a Broadway play. Rock of Ages. Holy crap. We did one of Rock of Ages and that was super fun. Well, there you go. That's a great answer. I always <laughs> kind of assumed it was, I always kind of assumed it was you being like, Ashley, can you help me film this? Cause I know yeah, you, we, you know, you're big into cinematography and all those things. You always like to make the, the, the movies. I always just kind of thought it was you, uh, Oh, I'm idea. definitely the director. I'm the editor. I do everything. Ashley is just the talent who shows up. But uh, uh, I, I do have fun putting it together. That is the most fun. Nice. All right. Well, here we go. One more, uh, two more questions, actually. Live on the stereo app. Let's get to this next one. How would you guys describe your high school selves? Maybe like Ooh. three words or a story? Uh, three words or a story to describe our high school selves. Well, uh, high school dean, he wore tall tees every single day down to his knees. Uh, he, I don't think he, I don't think you'd ever see me without, I, without wearing like a pair of sweatpants or just basketball shorts. I, I don't think I owned a pair of jeans. Uh, I wore like high top Reeboks and I wore a, a fitted baseball hat at all times. Um, and I was, I was just an idiot. So I, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't really think I have much of an explanation beyond that. I was an idiot. Uh, and I looked like an absolute fool all the time. So that was me in high school. Something tells me you did not look like an absolute fool all the time. Something tells me you're like the coolest kid in school. Did you get any superlatives? I don't remember asking you this. Uh, I won best badonkadonk. Best ass? Best, yeah. It was the only year we ever did it, and I don't know why. I don't think we ever did it again, but I won best butt, yeah, which is which is totally fine. There was uh, our senior prom, uh, they were announcing the prom king and queen and they go and the prom king is and i was like i think i was like drunk or something and they go and the prom king is and my friend like in the way back like shouts my name he goes dean unglert and i turn around and i like start cheering i'm like yeah heck yeah and then the announcer says Uh, dalton jacobson and it was like one of my best friends and i was like i was so uh ecstatic for for such a short amount of time and then i realized that i didn't win and i was so sad Oh, that's so depressing. Dude, I can't believe you didn't. Who won uh, prom king, king over you? 
Dalton freaking Jacobson. No, don't get me wrong. He was rightfully the rightful heir to to be the prom king. Uh, but I just for a split second thought that I won, and I, it was my buddy in the back that shouted my name, and I was really upset with him afterwards. But I don't know. If you know, I you live that. and you learn. Dude, you are like the ultimate prom king. Like, if no. somebody was like, "Hey, draw a picture of what you think a prom king would look like in high school," I would draw Dean Ungler, with or without the mustache. You think? Definitely without. <laughs> nice. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. What about you? What were you like in high school? Oh, dude, I was like, I was like, this is such a Jared answer, dude. I was like middle of the ground. I never got like overly bullied or picked on but i was never a part of the cool group either like i got picked on a little bit i hung out a little bit with the cool group i just like coasted through i gelled my hair i had the flip in like an eighth grade when it was socially acceptable i had highlights in the front of my flip i was one of those guys which i obviously stopped doing once i got to high school because i would have gotten beaten up and then i was the type of guy that Earlier in high school, like I would be the kid that would wear, you know how Adidas had three stripes on their shoes, but like there was the ripoff Adidas that were like at Payless that would have the four stripes. I remember Does those. Yeah. Any bells too? Yeah, I think I, I would that. be the guy with the four stripes. So like I would have the Payless version of Adidas, and I would always be very self conscious about it, and like I. I was always like, like, yeah, like middle of the ground. I would wear baggy jeans and then I'd wear polos from either American Eagle or Abercrombie, mostly American Eagle because Abercrombie was just like too expensive. And I was a little chunkier in high school. So they were a little bit too fitted where it just didn't look good on the overall waist around my body. Uh, And uh, I didn't win any super relatives unfortunately because the thing is like i didn't start coming into my own until really senior years when i started i feel like when i look back at pictures i started becoming more confident in myself let me put it that way so like i felt i feel like if i matured like four years earlier in life i would have been a cool kid in high school but i was too late you're telling me you didn't win like best jawline or something no bro my jawline didn't start showing up until senior year hmm but uh, that's all right, dude. I can't believe you won best butt. Like, <laughs> how did you not win? How did how did you not win best smile? It was best badonkadonk first and foremost. It was me and Heather Nemec. We won it together. Uh, I think my teeth were kind of jacked up in high school. I got I got myself Invisalign in college, and it kind of helped things a little bit. Oh, that's that's yeah. the one right there. That's that's the one. Um, all right, we have one more listener question while we're recording live on the Stereo app. We are going to get to this right now. Here we go. If you both were to switch places, what is the first thing you would do as each other? Uh, well, obviously, I mean, I'd look at my own ass because apparently ma- it's amazing. I'd masturbate everywhere, I think, probably. <laughs> uh, can we say that on the Stereo app? <laughs> like, we're going. We're live, baby. Oh, uh, uh, wait. Yeah, you're right. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Um, it's funny because Caitlin just walked into the room for the first time all day, and that's the one thing she hears me say. Um, what would I do as Jared Haven? I would probably, well, probably watch a mo- I'd probably watch a movie. I'd watch like Superman or like Mission Impossible and just feel immense joy because you get so much joy from movies, and I'm envious of your ability to do that. So I would, I think I would do that. Yeah. That that is a good answer because you would feel uh, you would be overly happy. Well, the thing is, like, so if we switch bodies, do we get like each other's uh, like physical physical strengths and knowledge and all that stuff too, or is it like my like for example? Because really... what I would say is I would I would uh, um, I would uh, go skydiving. Right, 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 right. But I think that you would still have your only your, only your knowledge of skydiving in my body. So I couldn't go skydiving because I would not know what to do. Okay, so that's fair. Uh, I would, uh, what would I do as Deanie Babies? That's a great question. I feel like Ashley would have much more of a fun answer to this. But as Deanie Babies, I would, um, oh, I don't know. I can't, because you're in a relationship too. So I can't even be like, I would just go hit on every girl because every girl would be just like enamored with me so i i don't know i i guess right now i would uh i think we'll give you a skydive i think being in the other person's body inherently gives you their their knowledge and understanding of things as well 
Yeah, I would definitely just sign out because I mean that was kind of my answer too. I said that I would watch a movie, like a Mission Impossible movie, and just and just feel the same amount of joy that you feel. So I'm kind of saying the same thing. Like, you know, I'm in your body, but I still have your your uh, interests and intelligence. You know, so that's kind of like the only the like the only satisfaction I'd get out of that. Or lack thereof of intelligence. I'll tell you that much, my friend. Hey, you're you're, no, you're a smart, smart guy when it comes to body. Once you get my, you're a smart smart guy when it comes to insignificant things. <laughs> that's a fair point. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You are a very, very smart guy. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewelry that makes you look like the gem sneakers and streetwear so fresh. Well, every step feels fly when it comes to style and luxury. eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Uh, we have another listener question here. This is great. They just keep coming. If you're listening, feel free to send us an audio question live on the Stereo app. Let's get to this one. If you could eat one food for the rest of your life, what would you eat? What would it be? Oh, thank you so much for this listener question. Thank you so much for submitting this listener question live on the Stereo app. We definitely appreciate that. Uh, there was a time uh, not too long ago, I think probably in the past couple of days over Christmas, uh, that I ate pizza every day for like four days in a row. And by mm-hmm. the fourth day, like, I was the only one eating pizza every day. Everyone else was, like, getting normal things. And by the fourth day, I think Kaylin was like, you know, you've eaten so much pizza. Like, are you getting sick of pizza? And I was like, honestly, I didn't even think about it. I could eat this every day of my life. And I know pizza is, like, kind of one of those standard boring answers. But I think pizza's up there. Maybe, like, maybe like ramen is probably up there as well. What about you? Oh, man. I mean, obviously, pizza is the go-to answer here. But, like, if we're asking a specific pizza, there is a pizza in Providence, Rhode Island called Caserta's. And it's square pizza, but it's freaking the best pizza I think I maybe ever had. So it's not it's not thin. It's not like bar pizza. It's a little bit thicker, but it still has like a crunch to it, which is what makes bar pizza so good. So there's like a crunch at the bottom with great crust, but it there's it, but it has like kind of like a deep dish texture to it while it's still also thick. Oh, it's freaking ridiculous how good this pizza is. So Caserta's pizza. I would definitely probably say I'd have that for the rest of my life. And if not that, dude, I'm a 
pasta. Like, how do you go wrong with pasta? Oh, fresh made pasta. Like, I had fresh made tagliolini the other day. Oh, good God, that's good right there. Here's pasta my only pizza. concern about the the pasta pizza thing. If you're eating it every day, just I feel like we'd get so fat. You know, like that's my only concern. Oh yeah, I'm assuming that if we're eating a certain food every day, like we're just not addressing uh, the fact that we're going to put 30 pounds on. We're just not even right. going to think about it. We're just going to eat the food we want. Because then, like, like dude, you, of course, like, if I can only eat one, then I guess, like, for health's sake, I'll go with spinach or kale. Like chicken and vegetables every day. Yeah, that sounds horrible. Yeah, but think about We would have, like you said, you want to have your buff self on your phone background. You could have your current self as your phone background if all you ate was chicken and vegetables every single day. Oh, you'd be so hot. Yeah, it's not worth it right now. I'll wait till summer. I definitely, I kind of in the same boat with you. I think I was in my best physical shape like two or three years ago. And it's funny how like every day I feel like I'm in the worst shape of my life. But like, if I look back at a photo of myself from like, you know, 12 months ago, like last November or something like that, when at the time I was like, wow, I'm in such bad shape. But now I look back at those pictures and I'm like, whoa, I was in so much better shape then than I am now. It's just so funny to me how like, it's such a slow process to get out of shape. And then you could look back as recent as a year. And even though you felt out of shape in that photo now comparing it to how i am now i'm like well i was you know like oh look at that neck like i don't have nearly as much neck fat as i as i do now in that photo even though at the time i was like wow i have so much more neck fat now than i did two years ago you know what i mean it's just so interesting I know. oh it's the evolution of just getting older i think i think and i need to set up a nice home gym like you have well not anymore that was at the in-laws i definitely think being in a relationship has something to do with it too also like I think when I was in my best physical shape, I was uh, I would work out to help fight my anxiety. And so I would work out like twice a day because I was always super anxious. Like I had insane anxiety <laughs> for whatever reason. And so my, my cure for that was to go to the gym. And so I was just like super, you know, in shape. And, and now I don't really have the same amount of anxiety as much as I used to, at least. And so now I don't like have to have myself go to the gym to fight against the anxiety so it's kind of like it's in like a weird way it's a good thing but it's also not a great thing because i'm not as buff as i used to be no i hear you there like it's the anxiety thing is definitely a big factor but then also the fact that i'm in a relationship because when you're single like you you still have to like impress people and like the way i thought impressing people was like you know walking up to girls and like, you know, having a good body and feeling confident and feeling confident enough to talk to them. And the best way to feel confident is to look confident. And then now it's just like, what do I have to impress my wife? Like she's right. fine. Right, right, right. She already, <laughs> she's already agreed to have sex with you for the rest of her life. So it's like, yeah, for, it's her for, own for what fault. purpose? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, we have a couple of, so that does it with the audio questions here on the stereo app, but we do have a couple more questions that I want to get to, uh, for Deanie babies. So Dean, what was the most important thing that you learned from being a part of the bachelor franchise? Oh man, that's such a great question. I was actually going to ask you the same thing. Um, well, we can, we can end on asking each other the same question. Yeah, that's a great way to, that's a great way to end it live here on the stereo app. I think the thing that I learned from being in the Bachelor franchise, all of those freaking seasons I was on, all four of them, uh, I think that at the end of the day, the most important... Oh, there's there's dog. Yep, there they go. I, think, I think at the end of the day, the thing that I learned the most was uh, honesty is more important than anything. And I think uh, even if you're like embarrassed about something or ashamed of something, uh, by being honest about it, you are setting yourself up more so to succeed than any other version of that explanation. You know, so it's like, I was, I, I guess I'm just trying to think back of like, you know, winter games or paradise the first time. And I was like lying to myself about a lot of things. And that kind of led me to be unhappy. And then the most recent time I was like forthright and honest the entire time. And I like undersold myself. Uh, and I think that led to some great success. So that's kind of something that I learned was just be unashamed and be yourself no matter what. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think uh, being truthful and honest within a relationship is w incredibly important. And I think Bachelor has uh, reinforced that um, by forcing myself and obviously every other contestant to uh, uh, confront uh certain issues uh not only about 
uh, exterior relationships, but also internal things. Um, and then also being truthful about those things, you know, and, and uh, I think that's very important and something I totally agree with you that I think Bachelor has, has very much uh, taught me to do um, is to be able to uh, give people the opportunity to handle the truth. Because I think a lot of times in life before Bachelor, I, I'd be too scared to be truthful with people because I felt guilty or ashamed or felt like they, you know, I didn't want to hurt them or, oh, I, I, I don't, you know, I don't know if they're going to be able to handle this. And I don't think I gave people enough credit uh, to be able to handle the truth. And uh, I think that's one thing Bachelor has taught me uh, is to, uh, you know, respect people more to be like, no, they're, they'll, they'll be okay, you know, and, you know, the best course of action is to be truthful with them and, and then things will work out instead of trying to hide it. And then it becomes more of a situation down the line and it just becomes worse because it gets snowballed. And so I agree with you there. Honesty is the best policy. Love it. Well, there you have it. Our second live podcast of Help I Suck at Dating here on the Stereo app. Thank you so much. Books, for baby. Thank you so much for joining us, Jared. Thank you for co-hosting this incredible podcast with me. I Count my lucky stars every day and every time I get to hear your handsome. I do sweet, the same thing voice. to you, bro. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for sending the listener questions to all of you that did. Uh, be sure to tune in next time we're live on the stereo app because maybe we'll suck just a little bit less. Follow Hell by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.